I'm Phil. I'm Jason. And it's a very special edition episode because we have joining us Jake from Slasher. Say hello to everybody, Jake. Hello to everybody from Jake. And thank you for saying <laughs> from Slashers and not from State Farm. I had another cocksucker oh. do that to me today. He was a barista. And so he says to me, oh, Jake, like State Farm? Ha <laughs> ha. And I'm like, nah, yeah. And I, hey Jake, I did, are you wearing khakis? Didn't say another word to him, right? Like I did the whole <laughs> transaction just with like nonverbal cues. The next lady comes up and she's Jenny, and he goes from the block, and she goes, "Seriously, yeah, fine, uh, whatever." And he goes, "Okay, I need to work on my references." And I was like, "Yeah, it's not that it's a or, tough crowd. Those are the worst jokes ever." Oh gosh, yeah. I love that guy. I'm really glad I don't get as many Jason Voorhees stuff as I get every once in a while. I do. It was like, oh. Where's your hockey mask at, Jason? <laughs> but at least, like, I think a lot of people are afraid because I don't know if, if murdering people and punching guys' heads off is like PC. But like, <laughs> the lowest common denominator is a commercial that was on the Super Bowl. So people are like, "Oh yeah, yeah." I, I once was at a, a craft fair with my wife, and they had a State Farm little booth thingamajig. And I walked up to the guy, and I was like, "Just want you to know, you ruined my fucking life." Heck, <laughs> looked at me, and I just walked away. And I turned around, I was like, oh, by the way, my name's Jake. And he was like, ah, got it. Yeah. <laughs> I met Jake the Snake once. Robert, you're fucking. Yep, sure did. This was back when he was, oh, not doing so well. What do you say? You want to play 21? Well, I got 23. Oh, I got Is that that one? <laughs> yeah, there you go. yeah, I saw him wrestle at like a local gymnasium and he was, he did not look great. But he was obviously so drunk, and I met him afterwards. I was like, Jake, you're fucking awesome. He's like, yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. You got to <laughs> love that a guy who had like the just terrible chemical dependency that he had, his finishing move is basically falling down. So no matter yeah. how <laughs> shitty the match got, a guy could just kind of tackle him and spear him like Goldberg, but just make it look like he was getting DDT'd. Fucking brilliant. Mwah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's good to see he's actually doing really good these days. Oh, yeah, he's on say. AEW. Yeah, good for him. And man. I saw what Scott Hall, because he was a mess, too, for oh, a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I saw him on one of those uh, behind the ring stuff. Like, oh, look at you. You can conjugate verbs and you can speak coherently. You're not yeah. having a, a, a wheelchair everywhere you go. Good His you, son's Scott. a badass wrestler in New Japan. Really? Cody Hall. Yeah, pretty good guy. Are they big or small in that in New Japan? Are there any like horses in that one? Or are they all kind of like high line? <laughs> she say horses. Yeah, he, his son is just as big as he is, if not bigger than. So just okay. imagine a guy who does all of Razor Ramon's moves, and it's him. Oh, gotcha! Welcome to the wrestling podcast coming at you. <laughs> so big news, uh, Jason! Tomorrow is our one year anniversary. It is. 
It is. It one is. year of the spook house. Mazeltov. Exactly. We actually had a weird conversation about that because I was talking about me and M's anniversary, and you thought I was talking about the spook house anniversary. That's right. I was like, I can't do that. You're like, why can't you do that? I was like, I have an anniversary. It's like, yes, our anniversary is this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, 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 I'm sorry. My <laughs> Who's <personal>. on first? <laughs> yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah. One year ago, we put out Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yep. You completely cuckolded me with a movie I wanted to do, and I was like, well, I can't steal it from my friends. But now I get to do a spiritual successor with Ernest Scared Stupid because That's that right. movie has the killer. Cl- it comes full circle. It exactly. Exactly. It. This is the closest we ever get to a KK Foss sequel. When will slashers do the KK Foss? I don't know if we will. I mean, if I'm honest, I'm a huge fan of it. But, you know, it's just it's been done quite a bit. And I think you guys did a good enough job where I would just happily endorse your episode because basically I would just say the same shit you guys did. I don't even know if I would say that, Jake. <laughs> Listening back <laughs> yeah. to that one. I mean, it was our first episode. We knew fuck all. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. The content was fine, but the production was shit. And we've come a long way, I think. Yeah. For sure. But hey, everybody has their beginnings, you know? Absolutely. But it's been a long, fun ride. You've been there for it the whole time, Jake. We oh, really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of overlap in our listeners and your listeners. Yeah. Basically, I was just like, here, take these fucking listeners. And you guys were like, okay, here, take our listeners. And I was like, okay. And then <laughs> it's weird. Like, I had a lady you know, when we first started selling shirts who I'd never corresponded with at all. Who was basically like, oh yeah, I found you through Spook House. And I was like, fuck, I feel like I should give them commission off this t-shirt. Oh, sale. nice. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Slashers used to be an MMA podcast. So technically Kinda, it was a different right? podcast. And then we well, had a yeah, long hiatus. Yeah. And so then we started a new podcast. But yeah, Brian and I used to do what was called the OTMMA podcast, which is Overtime MMA. And uh, yeah, it, we used to do, we tried to be like too cute. Because we would do like one episode of analytics per week, one episode of news per week, and we'd put them out and they were basically like instantaneously negligible as soon as the next week started. That was like the hard thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we don't really cover news on our show because we had such a significant drop off on episodes. Like right now, our old Pet Cemetery episode, which is technically our first episode, we'll still get like 20 or 30 downloads on that a week. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that's old. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like, who wants to listen to an old podcast of two guys previewing an upcoming pay-per-view card that's already happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, what would you say the similarities between the MMA podcasting world and the horror podcasting world are? I would say, so I'll do the positives and I'll do the negatives. Positives, fucking awesome fan base. Negatives, fucking terrible fan base. What I mean by that is like, (laughs) you got people who are passionate and I love it. Like I love people who are passionate about anything. Like I've talked about this recently. I was watching YouTube and I watched 10 videos of some dude smelting old appliances into like bars of metal. Let me tell you guys, I couldn't give two fucks less about smelting, but I liked his passion for it. And so I really enjoy people being enthusiastic about anything. And so whether it's your fandom of underwater basket weaving, MMA, or horror movies when it's positive and it's eager i love it i think and people are voracious and they want new content and they're they delve in 
and there's a lot of overlap in like the technical elements of MMA and the technical elements of horror where you'll have people who are like, oh, I love special effects makeup. Oh, I love this director's style. I love this cinematography mm-hmm. versus like, oh, I'll do a collar and elbow choke and I'm going to take that into a marionette guard. At, you know, I digress. But my point being, <laughs> it's really great. The thing I don't like, and I think that you guys are really great because you've cut out an gr- awesome fan base because we overlap so much, of people who aren't elitist, gatekeeping motherfuckers who want to look yeah. down at other people who haven't had Those an equal opportunity to access information. It's crazy to me how people want to snub other people instead of like creating a better community. Like People act like it's selling out to expand the fan base. And I'm like, what? I, that's not what I don't understand. How does this work? <laughs> yeah, thankfully we haven't really experienced anything like that. No, <clears throat> like no. any negative like fucking posers or you don't you haven't seen this movie. I mean, I don't claim to be a horror expert, you know. No, I mean, but it is the best though when somebody's like, Oh dude, you guys should watch this thing. We get those kind of messages all the time. I was like, that is awesome. You know, it's some like yeah. some weird movie that I never heard of. Like, please keep sending me those. If you don't know if you watch yeah, that's what I'd really enjoy when people do that every once in a while. And that's one of the hard things with our show. We've tried every single episode is available online. And let me tell you, there are tons of movies I want to do. Mr. Vampire, for instance, where it's just not streaming anywhere. So I don't want to do that because I want to be that gateway drug for people who are, have never seen fucking arachnophobia. Like that episode that we did, we had a bunch of people who came over because our great friends from the band Cry Havoc did an awesome job of being like, hey, we're the hidden track. Enjoy this. And so a bunch of people came over oh, who cool. were not really into horror and were like, hey, I've never seen this movie I went and watched it for the first time in my fucking 30s and 40s, and I loved it. That is the coolest shit to me. Yeah, that's cool. That is really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, and your secret track was a really good idea that you guys came up with to have some uh, random band, you know, kind of folks at the end of the episode. That's a really cool idea that you guys did. Well, I mean, I like to share what meager fan base that we have, and I've to date, I have never accepted payment for any kind of ad space or anything that we've done. Like, for instance, we did an entire video for Don't Get Stabbed, and we have like a little campaign going for them right now. Jordan reached out and was like, hey, how much would it cost? And I was like, it will cost you fucking nothing because I want to be able to share like-minded yeah. creators who are passionate about what they do. And let me tell you, I'll t- like having been in bands, there is a very hard time to promote yourself as a band member. Even if you are giving somebody a free track, a free ticket to a show, a free anything, you still have to overcome a tremendous hurdle to get there. And if I can just tack on an episode or you know, a, a track at the end of my episode and share. I think that's the coolest because I know if I was in a band, that would be a huge opportunity for me because some of these guys, like you'll look at their Spotify's, they'll have less than a thousand views or downloads or listens or whatever on whatever song we put on next week. It's up a whole thousand episodes. I mean, that's crazy to me <laughs> because that's great. Yeah. It's that slasher's bump, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah cool, man. Uh, you know, on the Spook House, we usually catch up on like the latest horror news and whatnot. Yeah. So, Jake, we would like for you to uh, sit in at the news table with us as we go through some of these. Does that sound good? This is this Justin. Jake is at the news table <laughs> with <laughs> an erection. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold that, Jake, because <laughs> we got a storm come coming in from the left-hand side, as you can see. Oh, I shouldn't have worn my blue tie today. It looks like my tie is Tallahassee, Florida. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, Jake. 
I meant not Jake. All right, Jason, <laughs> why don't you hit us with that news, baby? All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this uh, Fangoria rebirth. Oh, it's probably going away for a while anyway. It might come back, but shit got bad. Wait, what? I have no clue about any of this. Oh, so, really? what happened? Dude, oh, yeah. I haven't heard anything. It's a dark, deep dive. Let me tell you, I wasted oh, yeah. like an hour not- of my life reading all this stuff, and it's it's dark. Yeah, like I'm not going over everything, but just the, the high points here. So Cinestate, which is the company that produces all those S. Craig Zeller movies. Okay. Um, and they've also, through that arm, they bought Fangoria and Birth Movies Death. You know that. you got a couple of those magazines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they own both of those magazines. So one of their big producers uh, currently got arrested for a sexual assault on a minor. Yep. Oh. And then there was a long history, apparently, of them sweeping his, you know, stuff under the rug. Oh, and all this kind of came to a head, and Fangoria and Birth Movies Death, Death, not Death, yes, left uh, Cinestate, and so hold on, real quick, quick I would love a Def Jam version of that magazine. I think it'd be a great tandem. (laughs) Birth (laughs) Movies Death. It's just us, the Wu Tang Clan articles. Yeah, and then you got the people doing the Arsenio. (laughs) Oh my God! All right, Jason. Yeah, so that's uh, been the big thing that's really happened this week in horror, Uh, and it's a huge, like Jay said, it's a huge deep dive. Like that was just the tip of the iceberg for things going wrong in that hole. Oh wow! Yeah, like it's uh, like I say, we're not getting into all of that in this podcast because it's just way too much. Joe Bob Briggs, he announced his formal resignation. We had, I think there was uh, a nightmare on Pod Street or whatever that show is called. They completely denounced it and stepped away. And I mean, that's that's a sh- true like show of class, in my opinion, to do that. Yeah, because it, it, the fact is, their search is for Fangoria for Cinestate are higher now than they've ever been. You can verify that on Google Trends, and it's it's the old Aussie Osborne mentality. There's no such uh, publicity as bad publicity because it's blowing up, and people could capitalize on it. Like, well, that guy over there is a rapist, but I'm not. And since you've searched, I could personally profit. And these people being like, uh, uh-uh, uh, not doing it. I have a tremendous amount of respect for that because it's yeah ew. yeah and all the podcasts that were on the Fangoria arm um, was it the Movie Crypt uh, Shockwaves podcast yep. all those big po- they completely left Fangoria too because of it and it's it's just a huge hornet's nest of just awfulness right now oh wow yeah and it's like it's conscious mm. like covering up and everything. I read one article that was trying to spin it like, oh, well, it's pretty prevalent in the movie industry, especially the independent movie industry, because people don't want to speak up because they're afraid they're not going to get the next gig. And then other people being like, no, you knew what was going on. You purposefully hid what was going on and you profited off of it. That's the kind of stuff where it's just it's gross. Like, yes, having people's heads cut off in movies with fake blood is not horrifying. What's happening there is horrifying. Horror, Horror Hound magazine's better anyway. <laughs> is that even a thing? Is that still out there? I think they're still putting out issues, yeah. Because I, I know Scream magazine comes out <clears throat> monthly. I can't yeah. Think of, you know, so it's anyway, Fangoria shopping around for some other uh, buyer. I think I'm assuming the thing with Birth Movies Death because Alamo used to own them, but then yeah, Santa right. bought it from Alamo Draft House. And who knows? Who Sounds knows? like a clusterfuck. All right. What else, <laughs> yeah. Jason? Unsolved Mysteries is coming to Netflix July 6th. Oh, shit. And these are new episodes, uh, right? Yeah, brand new episodes. It sounds like there's not going to be a host, so no Robert Stack this time, which is a bummer. Well, who's going to terrify me? Exactly. <laughs> it was the scariest part of the entire show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, on July 6th, there's going to be six episodes, and then there's going to be some more, uh, another six for the rest of the season. They have not announced when the other six are coming out. 
Okay. But be ready for Unsolved Mysteries Redux, I guess. Are they still going to have that baller-ass theme song? Dude, if they change that theme song, <laughs> it'd be worse than if they changed like, the DuckTales theme song. Woo. That's exactly what I was thinking, Jason. Exactly. Bro made 500 bucks for that and wrote it in an afternoon. Did you know that? What? The what? guy who wrote the DuckTales theme song made 500 bucks and wrote it in an oh, afternoon. Really? And it's the most prolific thing he's ever done. Yeah. He you know, has a totally positive mentality of like, oh, yeah. Like it's cool. It, it like completely overshadows everything else. But hey, that's like that's the art of creating art. I'm like, wow, that's a very healthy mentality. Because I would have been like, fucking son of a bitch, five hundred dollars. <laughs> you cannot say the word Ducktales without somebody going woo in the background. <laughs> hey, Jake, do you know what early two thousands horror movie the intro was based off an Unsolved Mysteries episode? Wow, early two thousands. I, I don't know this. Only I, I can think of this. Did you? Was it? Well, maybe it wasn't Unsolved Mysteries. Jeepers Creepers. The oh, okay. whole beginning. Remember me telling you about that? No, I haven't okay. seen Jeepers Creepers. Okay, TV well, the, the entire first act of the movie was like a real thing. Uh, you know, couple driving through the countryside. They see a guy throwing a body down a tunnel. Oh, yeah. They get chased by the truck. And that whole like nearly beat for beat intro was from, and I, I believe it was Unsolved Mysteries. Hot take, Unsolved Mysteries is totally competent and fine, but the superior show is Forensic Files because 99% of them, you know what happens and it's not unsolved and your brain isn't up in the middle of the night being like, I wonder where that guy is with the hook, you know? Dude, I, I've been through Unsolved Mysteries, the subreddit sometimes, and it's like, oh my God, it's two o'clock in the morning. I can't stop reading about this murder that happened 40 years ago. Right. <laughs> I'm going to find him. I'm going to use forensics. I'm going to I'm going to find a semen sample somewhere. And I'm going to find this deviant. Yeah. <laughs> the fiance was just walking through the door. And I'm like, Emma, and was like, babe, I got it. I figured it all out. I figured it out. Tinfoil hat on and everything. Exactly. That's like me. Anytime I go down a Zodiac rabbit hole, which I tend to do like every few months, I'm like, God damn it. I'm getting sucked back in. I just want to know who it is. We never will. Hopefully in my lifetime, they get like... Dude, it's DNA. possible. I mean, look at the Golden State Killer. Like Nobody right, ever thought they were going to find that fuckhead, and then they did. So Yeah. All right, Jason, what else? They've announced a new director for the Evil Dead movie coming out. Okay. It is... Drumroll. From this... <laughs> Drumroll. <laughs> any, any day now, Jason. Lee love- Cronin. All right. The Hole in the Ground is the director selected by Raimi and the, uh, Bruce Campbell. Okay. So Bruce Campbell leaked that today. And my leak did he just told Empire Magazine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's Bruce Campbell. He does what he yeah, wants. Yeah, right. When you're the executive <laughs> producer, I feel like you just made a press release. It's not a leak, but yeah. <laughs> Anytime a man says groovy, just like, okay, everybody, what's he saying now? <laughs> right. All right. So tell us about this director. What's he done? Okay. Well, the only thing he's got listed is The Hole in the Ground, which uh, the only is an A24 movie. Okay. And it's got an 84% score on Rotten Tomatoes. The hole in the ground, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's called Evil Dead Now, which I was like, that's that's kind of a awful. bad name. Yeah. Evil Is Dead it going to be like, oh, he, they read the Necronomicon from like a streaming service like Amazon <laughs> Kindle and they're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, ah, I'm techno now. You know, Jake, that's a real possibility. It's, yeah, it's going to come from, it's not going to be a Necronomicon. It's going to be on your iPhone app. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody's like, I'm going to swipe left on this tree. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I mean, so is it a remake? They still, it says from this point forward, they kind of have to stand on their own, which is fine and liberating, says Campbell, that you could have different heroes, different heroines in this case. This one's going to be a little more dynamic. We just want to keep the series current. And the mantra really is that our heroes and heroines are just regular people. That's what we're going to continue. All righty. With you said that, I heard the dun, 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 from the Avengers. And I'm like, oh, at, at a certain point, people are going to be like, well, we need Bruce Campbell. And we need the girl from the 2013 and the girl from the 2020. <laughs> and they're going to join forces and they're going to cut down that tree with a stick. Yeah, it's going to be Pablo from the TV show. They're going to have him <laughs> up there also. Perfect. Well, hey, the remake was pretty damn solid. I love so. that remake. People need to yeah. shut the fuck up if they don't like it because it's just because just it's a similar name. It's ridiculous. I, I think most people tend to agree that it's a good remake. You know, there's some people there that's like, but, oh, that's not Bruce Campbell. But like, then no, again, it's not Bruce Campbell. We're yeah. not real horror fans. Well, I so. think the fact that they diverged, <laughs> it's, so it's like the same story structure, but it's, you know, divergent enough with a female lead and everything to where you get the best of both worlds where you get, you know, it's like the difference between Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. We all know Evil yeah. Dead is superior. That's clear. There's no question about that. We've mm. all agreed about this many times in group chat. So let's just move I, on from that. But the second one, you know, it, it deviates, even though it's basically the same thing. Same thing with 2013. So you can't act. It's disingenuous to act like you can't make that change when from one to two, you made that change. And from the short film upon which Evil Dead is based to that, you didn't make the change. You know what I'm saying? You smell what I'm stepping <laughs> in? I rest my case, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> also, Evil Dead Two was better. See, I, anyway, damn, uh, I, I kept uh, rambling, uh, hoping that I would move uh, point. The <laughs> I, I was about to be like, "Oh, uh, pump the brakes there, Jake." I t- I actually disagree, sir. <laughs> I will have now, you know. <laughs> excuse me, my man. Your Honor, Your Honor. The case <laughs> IMDb clearly states that Evil Dead Two was a higher rating. <laughs> All right, Jason. What else? They're bringing the Wolfman back. And guess who's set to star in The Wolfman? Ryan motherfucking Gosling? Ryan Gosling. From a pit, from his own pitch. He didn't write it. Okay. But it's from a pitch that he made. <laughs> now, Lauren Shuker Bloom and Rebecca Angelo of Orange is the New Black have written the script. Okay. <laughs> what was his pitch? Should Ryan Gosling go in a room? He's like, all right, guys, check it out. Wolfman, but he just like points at his abs. He's I was like, going to say this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You know what it is? He's taking an old, aged wolfman under his wing like Steve Carell in that crazy, stupid love, and he's, like, training him to be a virile and young wolfman again. <laughs> it could be it. Maybe Benicio Del Toro is his shirt right? of a wolfman. <sighs> I never saw that one, but I didn't hear any good things at all. I didn't either. No, it's not good. It's not as okay. bad as I was expecting it to be, given all of the production snafus. Because I'm really into that. Like, I liked Justice League because I knew all of the snafus. So I was like, oh, considering they put anything out is fucking amazing. And that's kind of the way it was with <laughs> Wolfman, where I was like, how many directors? How many years in development? What the fuck? And then when, like, any movie came out that wasn't just a guy fisting his own asshole for two hours, I was like, this is pretty good. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so you're saying you're really looking forward to the mutants? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it's crazy he's getting his own director's cut i mean that blows my mind that disney's just like fuck fine whatever why would we even worry about the reshoots just put out whatever because it's not going to work i just want them to just, put it out like if artemis fowl's going straight to disney plus just give me my fucking new mutants and go away 
Exactly. I mean, there's no way that movie's going to be good at this point. Like, there's no way. But he's like, well, we didn't put any money into this at all, literally. Yeah. So let's just put it out and say, okay, it's kind of a Marvel movie. We don't care anymore. Are you nerds done? Okay, so the Wolfman, <laughs> huh? Okay. So back to Jake's topic earlier about 15 people. <laughs> Can we get back to the fisting talk? <laughs> No, so uh, so is this a remake of The Wolfman or what? No, they're saying... I'm intrigued, I'll be honest. the Dark Universe has pretty much crumbled on itself because nobody saw that mummy movie with Tom Cruise. Oh, and then yeah. The Invisible Man was like, people loved it, but no one saw it. Yeah, so they're like, everything now has to like just kind of live, live on its own. They're not going to try to mm. work with another shared universe like they tried to for a bit. So now they're just going to keep putting out these properties that Universal has because they're you know a known property. Yeah, and then they're just going to make it stand on its own. Well, if it's as solid as The Invisible Man, then because I thought that movie was pretty fucking good. Yeah, I liked that was it a lot. the last movie and I saw pre-Corona. Same here. Yep, <laughs> I saw that Corona for like four dollars on uh, was a Fandango. It was awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, I paid. I actually paid. I went to a theater. I sat down in a seat next to somebody. Amongst you. people. Amongst people. <laughs> you imagine telling your grandkids what movie theaters are? It's like you go to a disease room. And you sit with other people yeah. with disease, shoving popcorn in their mouths and slurping. Exactly. Just vapors in the air. And your elbow fucking the entire time and you yeah. love it. It's like fencing <laughs> with your elbow. Yeah. All right. I hope Ryan that uh, Dead Man's Bones does the soundtrack for it. That'd be fun. Like a kind of like brooding emo werewolf. All right. I can get down with that. Hey, speaking of werewolves, the new Resident Evil game is going to be werewolves. Did you see that? No. Okay. No. The trailer for the game looks. Eh. Is it uh, like a, a real? Is it like Resident Evil 7 or 8? Or is it just like Resident Evil? That series has deviated werewolf? so far from what it once was. It's yeah. hard to even tell anymore. It's <laughs> like, it's Resident Evil, but it's werewolves. It's like, all right, cool. It's like, hey, Resident Evil 4 was one of the greatest games ever, but it really ruined the series going forward because nobody knew what the fuck to do with it anymore. Yeah. Well, werewolves are so hot right now. It's werewolves. I'm sorry. Dude. Name five good werewolf movies now. <laughs> Go. Uh, Dog Soldiers. Okay. Brotherhood of the Wolf. Uh, huh? Is that good? That's well, I, It's interesting. <laughs> Silver Bullet is kind of good. A movie. Okay, we haven't said American Werewolf in London. That's a that's a good oh, one. Because yeah, yeah. oh, you said now, so I thought you were trying to do like more recent ones. No, I'm just talking about the just... Howling, and then you got your five right there. Okay, okay. that's true. Yeah, denied, Jason. Denied. I got shut down. Boom. Facial. Face. Facial. <laughs> denied these nuts. <laughs> All right. So the last one I've got here is Ari Aster, everybody's favorite director in this room. I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'll, well, I'll Steve, watch his shit. That's the thing. I might not like it, but I'm going to watch everything he does just oh, so I can sure. feel gross. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so he was speaking to UC Santa Barbara students in an interview, and he said his next movie is what he is calling a nightmare comedy. Oh, no. He just completed a new draft, and his one big comment was, quote, all I know is that it's going to be four hours long. What? Yeah, all I know is that it's going to be four hours long. It better be in four fucking installments. No, exactly. Correction, it better be in eight fucking installments because I'm sick of watching one hour TV shows. Nope. <laughs> Hard pass, my friend. <laughs> now, and I don't know. Now, when I read the article, they said they weren't know if he was joking about it because there was no audio of this conversation. Mm -hmm. They said if he wasn't joking or not, but 
if anybody would do a four-hour nightmare comedy at this point, it seems to be him or Martin Scorsese. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. Have you ever hey, seen a comedy that's more than two hours long that you actually enjoyed? Uh, Does Fight Club count? I wouldn't really. <laughs> I mean, I guess it could. <laughs> oh, man, a two-hour-long comedy. Boy, Judd Apatow was really pushing it there. Funny people. That's over two hours yeah, long. Yeah, and... And it felt all... It did feel it all was like, well, two hours this long. Is yeah. way too long. No, I can't really think of many two-hour-long comedies. See, that's what I mean. Brevity is the soul of wit. Like, even if it's good, you get fatigue. Like, I just... I don't have the yeah. attention span for it. Well, I hope Ari Aster kind of... It sounds like he's going to be drifting away from the horror. Yeah, it sounded like, he, you know, when I he mean, even did the first draft of Hereditary, like we talked about on our episodes uh, previously, that he... That's right. It Check was it a out. family drama, and then he added the spooky. So I might... Mm -hmm. I'll tell you this. <laughs> if cause that movie starts as a family drama and then goes to spooky shit, right? So if he's going to yeah. do a spooky shit and comedy, if it starts out as spooky shit, but then they just establish a new baseline that becomes the comedy, I'm totally into that idea, where it's like a haunted house... And then the ghost gets a job as like an RN and has to hide the fact that she's a ghost. <laughs> and that becomes a situational comedy for the next hour and a half. I'm like, all right, I'll watch that. And yeah. Polly Shore is the RN. Oh, God. The Weasel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. No, God. I'm thinking of Resident. Wait, what was it? Which uh, uh, God, the Polly Shore movie? Yeah, Son-in-Law. Son-in-Law. He's like, oh, yeah. Uh, Resident advisor. Steven yeah. Tyler PJ. <laughs> Steven Tyler PJ. How do you please a hungry man? Sing it, Rebecca. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. So, the Spook Shore podcast, where we talk about all things. <laughs> all right. And the last little news bit, not exactly horror movie, but it was a big thing that happened this week as well. All right. Finally released a trailer for the new Bill and Ted movie. Woo! I saw it. I'm, I'm still hopeful. <laughs> I'm still hopeful for this movie to be good. I like Bogus Journey better than uh, Excellent Adventure. I'm saying it. I don't like it better, but I like it. It's like a 1A, 1B scenario because I love the fact that they just like deviate and just went off, you know, yeah. and I, you know, my wife can attest to this under penalty of perjury that I have this exact premise idea like five years ago. And <laughs> I think that I'm really excited to see how they do the story that I was thinking about. So that has me intrigued, too. Well, uh, so did you, did you both of y'all watch the trailer this week? I watched the trailer, and I guess I should just admit this real quick. I saw both of those movies maybe once or twice when I was a kid. They, I mean, I liked them fine. They didn't stick with me the way uh, they have with a lot of people. But you tell I, me you don't like seeing Primus play Tommy the Cat in the end of Bogus Journey. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even get that reference. That's how. <laughs> I it's mean, maybe cut. I should I revisit it. them. Yeah. Also, George Carlin's not going to be in this movie. That makes me a little sad. Yeah, you mm. know what they could have done is they could have just digitally recreated him, but I feel like that would be blasphemy in a different way, so I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah, yeah. we don't need to carry Fisher this one. Exactly, yeah. right? <laughs> but, like, here's the thing. I like Bill Winters. I like Keanu Reeves. I've, wa I've watched almost every single thing Keanu Reeves has ever done. I even watched Young Blood, where he was the fucking token goalie in the background, right? So I'll watch it. <laughs> and the fact is, I'm just grateful to have these characters and to see, because it's the thing that really is interesting to me about Bill and Ted is it's it's a rare movie where you feel good the whole time, even with tension. You know, like the tension I, that yeah. exists is like it's always fun. I notice that nowadays people try to create these awful pitfalls. Like I was watching Space Force and it's like, oh, your wife's in jail. And I'm like, oh, 
that's awful to be here. You know, and like I hate that everything ends on like cliffhangers. So I really like just that this is like this fun, independent kind of thing uh, where you can really touch on a bunch of different shit. So that's my rant. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they don't really make fun movies anymore. Maybe it's just the, the state of everybody's these days. Yeah. Everybody's been kind of a, you know, just shit, shit. Well, the uh, new Ghostbusters <laughs> look like that kind of vibe where it's just fun. And sure, it's derivative and whatever, but it looked fun. And it was really a bummer to have people be like, this looks like dog shit and blah, blah. I'm like, okay, I guess we can't oh, have children about- Ghostbusters because that's just evil. Oh, oh well, huh. Field that, was, that, that trailer, man. I was like, oh, all right. He's filled with things. Oh, okay, cool. Stranger Things, Ghostbusters. Oh, Stranger, Stranger Things with Proton Packs. Cool. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, I'll, I mean, I'll watch it. I'm kind of curious to, to see it. I'm looking forward to it. You got a thing for Finn, Wal- for Finn Wolfhard. I know it. I'm hard for Wolfhard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's got to be a Facebook group somewhere. <clears throat> Hard for Wolf Hard. Which is weird because yeah. he's like 17. But still, yeah. you know, <laughs> in an indie rock band. All right. What were we talking about? <laughs> Bill and Ted. Okay, cool. Hey, they should have got him to be the new, uh, don't they play guitars Dead. and shit? Shut your face, donkey lips. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is this new segment over? Yeah, that was the last All right. news that I had. <laughs> no, uh, no Halloween kills news, huh? <laughs> I don't even, you know, I've gotten to the point where I was like, Halloween pops up in my feet about something. I was like, I just give it a break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite you. I still a little burnt out from Halloween. Yeah. Well, I'm not I'm trying not to fall for this shit again. Who gives a fuck <laughs> about a casting call for a movie that won't come out? At, like, we haven't even gotten through the one and the reshoots for the one, let alone the two. So, I mean, when I keep seeing those, I'm like, uh huh, fine. Who even knows if it'll make it in the movie? Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I know it's scheduled to come out in October, but who yeah, knows? Yeah, David Gordon Green said that he was like, we're going to, we're trying all that we can right now to keep it in October. It's like, motherfucker, you better. I mean, Jason Blum said not too long ago, it was like, we're going to finish these movies, but I have to like break the law in Oak, California. All right. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. The Pulling sure Elon here. Musk and be like, I'm on the front lines too. <laughs> sure you are yeah right let's go smoke another joint with joe rogan come on no one of your employees can good job right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah so that was the news did anybody else did you come across any halloween kills news uh no not really okay good yeah hey i have a question for jake how come okay give me your halloween rankings one like just one to five <laughs> or top three how about that It sucks because they get bastardized, you know? But I would put one, three, and with Jamie are my top three, where where she's a murderer, not where she's like, I can't talk. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Halloween four. Because five is the, what is that one called? The curse? Revenge. The revenge of Michael Myers. Yeah. That's the one where, that's the one where she's mute during the movie. It is. And it's It's a shit bad. And then like, when you yeah, get into Buster Rhymes garbage. and Ant-Man kicking his ass and him crying, I'm like, I, just, I, don't, know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what are yours? Because you guys it's did an entire time. two months worth of Halloween. Oh, I don't yes. know if you guys, have you yes. reprieved enough from there to where you can give an honest assessment? Oh, yeah. I still, I you know what? I re-listened to our Halloween series retrospective episode where we did official rankings and everything. Yeah. And I think mine went like Halloween 78. 
I think I put Halloween six as my number, number two. two. Yes. Wow. Number, you're like the only person on the planet hey, that feels so strong you know about what? Halloween six. Fucking fight me. How about that? <laughs> number three was Halloween four, and number four was like 2018, I think. I don't even yeah. remember what my rankings were. It was probably like one four. I think two. Yeah, I think you're right. And Something I'm not like trying that. to be a trendy yeah. asshole when I talk about three. Like I just like three. Like it never offended my sensibilities to have something completely tangential. So I mean, because think about it. Like if you have Friday the Thirteenth mm-hmm. and it's his mom and then it's him, that arguably is just as tangential as doing Michael Myers and then whatever the fuck conspiracy thing, right? Yeah. Well, our issue with three was, you know, I can put aside the fact that Michael Myers is in well, the movie. Is. Fine. Ah, Whatever. Just show me a- on a TV. Oh, <laughs> Easter egg. But, but it's like, but it's like, cool. Well, just show me a good movie. But the movie itself, I just found quite boring and just kind of mediocre. And it's like, yeah, it's fine. I don't know. Uh, it's the one thing that really drives me crazy that they, they really hand wave the fact that they stole some rocks from Stone You can't Hill. let that go. It, yeah. it bothers me. Like the, he's like he's like, oh, that's a crazy story. How I got that, and I never talk about it again. It really drives me crazy. Like, just tell me something. May I'd rather anything than just but like, oh yeah, that's a crazy story. Anyway. I wish I loved Halloween three. To be fair, I, really I do, went I just into don't. it knowing that it was a weird situation. So to me, there's a certain element of like a time capsule to it as well, where I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Like, it's not this. So I I, I was never hoodwinked. Like I could imagine going to the theater and be like, where the fuck is Michael Myers? I'm being pissed. But with my situation, yeah. like I already mm-hmm. knew. So I guess I didn't have that sense of betrayal. People that hate that movie because Michael Myers isn't in it now, they don't really have exactly. an excuse. That's not a really valid excuse. Yeah. When it came out, sure, because everybody has the internet and people just hear, oh, you want to see Halloween 3? You know, even might have even seen a commercial. It's called Wikipedia. But in have 2020, Encyclopedia Britannica Halloween in 3. In Carter 97, yeah. you cuck. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're playing the map. That's a, that's yeah, a dude, I used to play right that there. maze game on that all the time. Oh, I forgot all about that mess. I got in trouble in school yeah. for playing that one time. Tell your librarian to suck a yeah. bit. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I would love to chat the Halloween series all day, but we got oh, business real to quick, take care of. Ask you guys well, this is not to be on the spot. You can edit this out if you don't have an answer prepared. What is your favorite slasher right. movie that never had a sequel? Favorite slasher movie that never had I'll tell a you mine, sequel. It's oh, easy. because it, it didn't get a sequel, but it got a remake. Because my bloody Valentine, I think, is if you're going to show somebody the slasher genre and because it's like the perfect one because they go into it with virtually no presuppositions whatsoever. Because, you know, when it comes to the Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Scream, people have a vague cultural understanding of it. So they already go into it with expectations. Nobody gets that with my bloody Valentine. You got great effects. The characters are likable. If they're not likable, you're rooting against them. It's got a great ending. And then the ballad at the end, you're like, what the fuck? This is amazing. <laughs> That's very true. You know, for me, it, you know what? Screw okay. Prowler, which is exactly. almost the exact same right. movie. Just a, a pitchfork. Like, it's like instead of right. Canadian, it's New Jersey. So. I got a great choice. <laughs> I'm still blanking right now. I don't have an answer loaded up. I'm sorry. Leslie Vernon, maybe? Oh, Behind the Mask. Okay. That's, a good one. That's sure. That one could have used a sequel. We covered that one on an yeah, earlier I episode. We did. The audio was fucking horrendous. Don't listen to it. 
<laughs> but yeah, I'll go with that one because oh, of course I you've love seen that, that right? I think Jake? it's great. It's one of those like fascinating okay. movies where you can show it to someone who doesn't know fuck all about horror movies and like, oh, this is entertaining. But you can go and there's some really deep cuts where you're like, all right, I dig this. I'm really surprised that movie doesn't have more of a cult following with than cavity does, colors you know? and everything being as trendy. Yeah, I'd, I'm honestly very surprised that it doesn't. Actually, I think they put out a line of t-shirts or one of those many thousands of horror shirt right, companies. Yeah. Sprite rags. Yeah, one colors, of those. Or Studio Canal or something. Not yeah. Studio Canal. <laughs> Studio House is not. <laughs> okay, gentlemen, are we ready to discuss the greatest movie ever known to man? <clears throat> Ernest Scared no. Stupid. Shout out to my friend Adam, who it's when I told him we were doing this, he was like, fuck yeah like i knew we were gonna be friends when you talked about having three copies of this movie like i do so props to adam (laughs) (laughs) yeah props to you adam so Ernest scared stupid if you've never seen it is basically a movie about a garbage man with multiple personality disorder that befriends did now oh okay he befriends uh prepubescent kids Mm-hmm. And they ride around in his garbage truck and they fight trolls. I remember those it's days. A hoot. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. The fact that the fucking character went from making commercials to being in movies is already like badass in and of itself. Like, I guess the best comparison you really have modernly is that annoying Fred kid from YouTube where he like. Yeah, there that's you go. what I was thinking too. That's the only thing I could think of. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he. Awful. I mean, he he made money. Good for him. He found a niche market. Fred did, and then uh, he went off and did like a couple movies. I'm like, what the crazy, right? But the guy made a living being annoying, and so I think what's crazy to me is there are people like Ernest, like Polly Shore, who like don't get that they're supposed to be annoying, and they're like, oh, he just grates on me. I'm like, that's the (laughs) fucking point. Or like Pee Wee, I think. Whenever I think Ernest, a lot of times I think Pee Wee is is a very comparable comparable. Uh, character. Well, for my money, I think Jim Varney is a a notch above all those that you just mentioned. Because I don't know if you've watched any clips of like oh, his great. dramatic roles, but Jim Varney is a great actor. Like, oh yeah, yeah, he was stage trained. You know, he was yeah. Like, uh, did you watch any of his stand up? Oh, yeah. Any of y'all after I did. I w- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, while technically not like the most well crafted jokes, he no, was more of a impressionist, but he mattered where it counted. He was fucking funny. Yeah. Know? He was so, the kind of comedian you would see on like yeah, D-Hall. Y'all you remember that show at all? <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, he never would have been like, a, I wouldn't see him like a huge like national kind of guy, but I think he would have been huge like in the South region if he had been just stand-up guy forever. Yeah. If he did not do Ernest, just Jim Barney doing stand-up. And honestly, yeah. you know, I can confidently say this. Handsome dude when he's not making a ridiculous face. Like, Oh, he's got a rubber face. Six one, tall and handsome. Oh, that's not yeah. his dick length. <laughs> oh, <laughs> big bong. Boom. Sorry. But yeah, man. He um, I, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of sad in a way. He's only remembered for Ernest. Like, I feel like there was so much more potential. Like, if he were still alive, I could have totally seen him like starring in some dramatic role, like some indie. Right, his one-hour yeah. photo, his insomnia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could have yeah. totally seen that. I would have loved to. Like he goes away for like a couple of years, and then somebody like calls some like big director calls him up to be like some one minor but like really dark role. You know, that'd been pretty cool. 
Yeah. His seven years in Tibet where he's like grown a long ponytail and he like dramatically chops it off as he like gets the call from Hollywood. <laughs> well, hey, apparently the Kevin James horror movie just came out. Becky. Yeah. Becky. Yeah. I want to see that. I do too. They're playing at drive ins. I like when comedy actors take that turn and try a different role. But anyways, Ernest Scared Stupid came out October 11th, 1991. The height of grunge. Did you know Nevermind came out a month yeah. earlier? So it shows like there's a huge dissociation with what he's selling at this point and what people are buying. The cynicism. This is the Miller's Outpost generation. This is not the Mervyn's <laughs> generation. So like people talked a lot of shit because the movie made 14 million bucks and Disney was like, nah, we're not going to do the rest of this contract. Fuck you. You've underperformed. But like what's hilarious is I think that this movie Every time I've watched it, and I've watched it at least once every decade mm-hmm. since, I think it's a timeless comedy. Yeah, I'm saying I can't. Every time I watch it, I usually watch around October, obviously, because it just really plays well. I yeah. keep waiting it for like, okay, this is the first time it's not good to me anymore. It never is. It's always a good time. It, I always keep waiting for it to feel dated and to feel like not funny, but it exactly, never is. Right? Or for something to be like not PC where you're like, ooh, that didn't age well. But like, I guess the most you could say is that he's kind of condescending towards women. But even that is a caricature of a very subset of women. So honestly, it's I'm a big fan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hairspray can fix anything. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. So, and then also we have to talk about how the guy who's like the carnival barker or whatever in the Coliseum in Gladiator, who has the voice like this, basically ripped off Jim Varney's character in this movie. So uh, I have a bit of trivia for you. Do you know what the highest rated Ernest movie is according to Rotten Tomatoes? I'm going to go... Ernest Saves Christmas. I'm going to go Ernest Goes to Camp. That's what I want. Wow, you're entirely correct. 62%. Now, do you know the worst? The worst? Ernest Goes to Africa. Ernest Goes to Africa is what I'm guessing. Slam, slam Dunk. Wrong. Jail. Goes to jail? Oh, well, fuck them. They're wrong. 13%. Because so I, I was a, a hardcore of the mind that this was the best one, and I was like, oh, no, no it's not. According it's to not IMDb, terrible. this is the highest rated one at a whopping 5.8. That's criminally exactly. underrated. It should be an 8.5. They're all This needs to be bastards. designed to be top 250. That's all I'm uh, saying. Up there with Casablanca <laughs> yeah. and Fight Club and Seven. Everything. Just great. <laughs> hey, HBO just pulled Gone with the Wind, right? Let's just slide this right in there in the Criterion correction. Exactly. We're fine. Can you imagine that little <laughs> him popping out of the pumpkin <laughs> in the Criterion C right next to his face? <laughs> I would just love to see what the packaging would look like with his ridiculous expression next to all these. So the uh, director of this times. movie, he runs the John Cherry. He runs the official like Ernest website or whatever. Um, but you can buy original concept art from this movie, like the drawings of the trolls really? and stuff. All the the best ones that have pictures of trolls from the actual movie, those are all sold out. But there's quite a few left. They're like 75 bucks a piece of uh, like different concepts of these other trolls that I guess they just never quite came to fruition. But if you want to own some original awesome. and like storyboarding art and stuff, but pretty cool. Very nice. cool. Yeah. And John Cherry seems to be a really legit dude. Like he never gave up the franchise. He did all of them. Uh, he wrote a book after Jim Varney died, the keeper of the clown uh-huh. in my life with Ernest. Uh, like what's interesting to me is how everybody 
has nice things to say about him. And it's not just posthumously. Like when he was live, people liked him. You know, his nephew wrote the song, The Importance of Being Earnest. His nephew wrote the book, The Importance of Being Earnest. And every single person who talks about him, even we're now 20 years past his death and people still have nice things to say about a guy who was a bit part actor. That's yeah, saying absolutely. something. I mean, does he yeah. have a... Uh, is he on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Because he should be. He is. He yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Good. Good, good, good. Yes. Double stamp it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question. Do you know who replaced him as Slinky Dog in Toy Story? Because I was very pleasantly surprised to figure out who no. it was. Who was it? Blake Clark. You remember the guy who was like, hey, you like to see homos oh, naked? Yeah. He's okay. the hammer, hammer guy. <laughs> oh, from the water boy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, that makes perfect exactly. sense. Yeah. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It fits yeah. really well. that work? <laughs> I feel like maybe Jim Varney was doing an impersonation of his friend Blake Clark when he was doing Slinky, so I feel like it's just him doing you know, himself. That, that makes perfect sense. I'm, you know, I'm with you on that. I'm on the same, way, same wavelength <laughs> with you there. <laughs> So the credits of this movie, you got stock B-movie footage and creature features with this jamming fucking thing. Would you like a list of all of the films? I almost wrote them down, but I knew you would. So go ahead, Jake. (laughs) (laughs) Nosferatu, White Zombie, Phantom from Space, The Brain from uh, Planet Auros, The Screaming Skull, Missile to the Moon. And Missile to the Moon is the one with the awesome spider effect. So please do check that movie out. It's awesome for its okay. time. I'll say that the hideous sun demon, which basically is just like a kaiju costume where he's a guy in regular life, which is hilarious. <laughs> the giant Gila monster, the killer shrews battle beyond the sun. And then the battle beyond the sun is the one. Did you guys see that? There's the monster that has vagina dentata on his chest where it's like full on sharp pussy chest Wait, in you know this movie. No, oh, I missed that yep. one. No, full on sharp. I saw pussy uh, Dick troll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, go back okay. and rewatch, but it's from I'll Battle Beyond it the Sun. As soon as we're, we're done recording this, I'm going to rewatch it. <laughs> and then finally, Little Shop of Horrors, the yeah, 1960 I, uh, I've seen Screaming Skull. I've seen that one on the Mystery Science Theater episode. I've seen the, sh- oh, there you go. the Shrews. I think the Mystery Science Theater did that one too, which makes sense because these are all like public, yeah. what is it, public domain movies. So, yeah. You know, exactly. So here's a little trivia for you, gentlemen. One of these clips in the intro appears in another TV show's intro. You know what TV show that is? So, what time frame hmm. TV show was this? I'll just go ahead and say it. Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, it's a brain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So, would you like another bit of weird trivia, Holly Jake? So that battle beyond the sun with the with the sharp pussy mm-hmm. chest, that movie is a Roger Corman production, and Francis Ford Coppola got part of his directing chops started with that movie. He only did like some additional sequences and stuff, but basically that's where he gets his start. The Francis Ford Coppola. So everybody always talks shit on Roger Corman, and I'm like, suck ten dicks and fuck yourself. He gave everybody, everybody a start. started with Corman. Every all you knew how. Holl- even Scorsese, for Christ's sake. Uh, James Cameron. James Cameron started with school, with uh, Corman. You know, uh, everybody started with Corman. Anybody in New Hollywood. We started with Corman. We started- <laughs> he gave us our big podcast break. <laughs> he said, all right, guys. I like <laughs> your stuff. I want to sign you a deal. 
And then he had an idea where he would just take audio clips from each episode. And then after like five episodes, he'd put that together as a whole new episode. And he's like, there you go. I saved you a thousand bucks. I want to get in the podcast business. Well, I'll sell this. Uh, here's a thousand dollars. I'm going to sell this to the sci-fi channel for 10. <laughs> yeah. All right. So after the opening credits, we see Briarville, Missouri. And we get the opening scene of hilariously Jim Varney dressed as like the old preacher guy banishing the troll to eternal damnation well you see them trapped because the little girl's laughing oh that's right time. i was like are, is she supposed to be laughing when oh she's running from the troll? yeah you see a little girl running through the woods and the townspeople capture the troll with a net and then they bury him underground and they plant a tree i was uh, like also trolls live under bridges they don't live by trees what's i feel like that's a fatal flaw in this movie but a tree is made of wood, like many okay. bridges. I'll let it slide then. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> He's like a hipster troll. Like, it's too passe to live under the bridge. He wants to live before it was a bridge okay. as a tree. Well, this is a vegan troll. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a good point. I'm it's into not it. like milk. This new bog, Missouri. Is that uh, what this is? <laughs> oh, hey, real quick, Jake. Um, you, you don't eat mm. meat like myself. It's been 15 years since I've been vegan, and then it was another three years before that. that Kudos to you, sir. I'm going on about six years vegetarian, but my question is, beyond meat or impossible, which do you prefer? I'm beyond because I have uh, stock in Beyond. Oh, did you get in early? God damn it. The day they went public, (laughs) I was like, I don't know, man. They've already dropped $10. It's going to drop. And it was like, nope, it's going to keep climbing. Uh, And that. And now Steady every time I see time. their stock numbers, I'm like, God damn it. Why didn't I get <laughs> here? Here's the thing. Beyond gives you enough patty to feel full. Impossible tastes great, but I always feel like I need at least a double patty to feel full. <laughs> this is me what, like, what it feels like when me and Jake talk about comic books. <laughs> <laughs> Jason's like, yeah, I love killing animals. This is a great conversation. I'm kidding. Tastes like murder. Meanwhile, I can literally watch Jason sucking the blood out of a baby bunny's neck right now. Jason, put it down, please. (laughs) Have some decency. Okay, I just had to ask that. So then we cut to Elizabeth in the classroom. She was reading the story of the troll, much like Hocus Pocus. And I'm like, hey, this happened. (laughs) Wow, this is like literally a shot for shot remake, basically. Along with like the bullies in the classroom, right? Both Disney movies oh, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. I, I have to say, the bully's mullet is potentially oh, the too legit. Was oh, it better than Ice's it's haircut? It's like Henry Bowers. Remember Ice from Hocus Pocus? <laughs> Ooh, cool Ice. <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> Yabos. Can we talk about the Yabos? That's what Yabos? Oh, That's my what God. They, they called boobs in that movie. Oh, Titties. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me pitching in on Hocus Pocus. Look at that. <laughs> So Ernest and Rimshot pull up outside in the garbage truck. Dude, can we talk about how the garbage truck is basically an unused prop from Blank Man? Because it looks exactly the same oh, as wow. all those contraptions. Yeah. I just want to say Blank Man's not a movie I've thought about since, I don't know, 2002. And as soon as you said, I was like, oh my gosh, absolutely. That's Takes a great right movie. Back to it. I think they... Blank Man fucking Did... rips, dude. David Allen Greer is hilarious. It's awesome. <laughs> Didn't that come out? That was like 95, I think. 97. I thought it was like mid 90s. 94, actually. It came out the day before my birthday that year. And I saw it for my birthday. Probably too young. I'm sure you got all the jokes. 
yeah, nothing got past me. Like when he's prematurely ejaculating in his pants, I <laughs> yeah, totally absolutely. understood it. When I was mimicking it, I totally understood it. I never I got that in that. Forrest Gump. I was like, what happened? <laughs> Why is he dizzy all of a sudden? I don't get it. Jenny, what did you do? You get away from him. He's fragile. <laughs> Cuddling apple. What's going on? <laughs> oh, boy. So Ernest and Rimshot pull up in the garbage truck. And uh, Ernest falls into the garbage truck. Here's a little bit of trivia for you. Another okay. 1991 movie had a similar scene in a garbage truck. Can you tell me? Oh. It's uh, A New Hope, Star Wars. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, whoops, my bad. It was a horror movie. It was a horror movie. In 1991, there is a garbage truck death scene. Oh, Child's Play 3. Yep. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. But that movie came out August. My mind was going back to Blood Feast. And I'm like, that's <laughs> definitely not right. <laughs> and just because Child's Play 3 came out August 30th of that year, where this came out October 11th. So big. I'll say definitely stolen. <laughs> yeah, clearly. No. Big year for garbage. Well, truck. he uses a doll to escape. Oh, so I mean, it's yeah. perfect. What if he Child's used play? a Chucky doll? That would have been awesome. Honestly, his dialogue with the doll <laughs> is dark and hilarious. What is, okay. One thing about this movie. I feel like every time you watch this, you could pick up on a little line that because he says a lot of stuff really fast. But if you slow down and listen to it, a lot of it's like really fucking witty and funny. So what? Yeah. What did he oh, say yeah. here? Exactly. I okay. don't remember just off like the top a, of I got to save you. Honest. I got to kill you. Oh, no, no, don't stick my head in there. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> But if you watch it with subtitles, that helps because later on, there's some like really good wordplay when it comes to him and oh, the yeah. troll. <laughs> I sure so hope we'll you're from Keebler. <laughs> right. The best one, I don't give a fuck about the continuity or chronology of this movie. The best joke he makes is, forefathers, I only had one father and I didn't know him that well. <laughs> I gotta say, yes. I was at work earlier today and I thought of that line and I had to stop myself from chuckling. <laughs> so, yeah. How often do you have to do that while you're at work? Quite a bit. I don't know. Like, yeah, sometimes I'll think of some random shit and I'm like, okay. Gotta I feel like I would be a little self-conscious about myself. My masseuse is <laughs> laughing randomly as he's like working on my shoulder. It's massage right. therapist, not masseuse. Oh, sorry. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> Get it together, Jeff. <laughs> Is he laughing at my bulge under the towel? <laughs> okay, I definitely use more than a towel, sir. <laughs> no massage for you. <laughs> oh, man. So. Did you notice that the seal on his truck says ignoramus ad infinitum? Yes, that is great. <laughs> so good. Because you can't do wordplay like forefathers, one father without having intelligence, but he's just an idiot. I like those characters because... You know, I've ranted about this many times because I hate inconsistent levels of intelligence and whatever, where he is an idiot always, but it's an idiot like in terms of common sense and decorum, yeah. not necessarily in like other elements. So I don't find him inconsistent like I do tons of other characters like The Pest, for instance. Oh, that fucking movie. Oh, geez. Yeah, I can't believe you guys covered that. I was like, kudos to you. <laughs> hey. I saw Brian's idea. I saw I'll that in you. theaters when I was like, Fucking nine oh, or wow. ten. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, uh, even you probably back, loved it, I didn't you? Even back then, I was like, this kind of sucks. <laughs> so next we meet Kenny, and that he's played by nobody. I mean, he's wearing a sleek duckhead shirt, though. You remember those back in the day? Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> he probably had on a Bugle Boy shirt under it. <laughs> <laughs> and he shows off his John Wayne impression. <laughs> wow. That kid wouldn't know what John Wayne is. He was like, oh, don't mention no. it, little lady. It's like, okay. 
Ask him what his thoughts are on the Native American thing, people. <laughs> Let's not, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> so the kids are riding with Ernest. The sheriff pulls him over. The sheriff is Kenny's dad. And yada, yada. He sends him home. He wants Ernest to get over to the Hackmore place to clean up all the junk in the yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She so, must not live anywhere near an HOA because they <laughs> would really freak out about all the trash in her front yard. That's right. <laughs> Well, I think that's why she's, he's being sent over there is to handle it for the rest of the community because they're like, our property values are plummeting because Catwoman is burning shit in her yard. <laughs> that's right. And then we meet old lady Hackmore. Played play, by Eartha Kitt. Played by Eartha Kitt. Did you listen to any of her music? She put out like a bunch of albums of in the 50s, like mm-hmm. jazz. It was pretty fucking good. Yeah, I was enjoying it. And she played Yzma in my wife's favorite movie, Emperor's She replaced Julie Newmar as Catwoman on the Batman show. I never got down with the Batman series. Did you ever watch that growing up or anything? Yeah. Probably too much, It was just too campy for me, even when I was a kid. I just never... never, See, I was all about the uh, the cartoon that was out at the time, the 90s. Same. Yeah, it was the exact antithesis, right? You have this brooding cartoon and this really colorful live action show. Like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) Kind of fitting that Burgess Meredith was such an integral part of it because it was the Twilight Zone of Batman. He was the best. I, I love Burgess Meredith <laughs> on the Twilight Zone. The episodes that he's in. Best. Oh yeah. Do you ever see the one where he plays the devil doing yes, the news? Yes, and also the one where he was in the uh, the librarian who, but uh, his, his glasses break at the end of the episode. It was like, oh, that's oh your yeah, heart, Burgess Meredith. And the goddamn Futurama parody of it, where you know he's like, oh, good thing I found these large print books. <laughs> And then his <laughs> eyes fall out. He goes, oh, good thing I learned how to read Braille. <laughs> then his hands fall off. Then his eyes, then his I head forgot falls all off. about that one. God damn it. <laughs> it feels like you're like, you fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> kind of, no. <laughs> he's he's Matt groaning at our Matt groaning oh, human. Oh, <laughs> all right, guys. Let's talk about Ernest Scared Stupid. Jeez. So we see... Elizabeth showing off her weak ass haunted house to her dumbass friends out in the woods. <laughs> Have you ever been the word in a haunted house before? <laughs> Sorry, no, I haven't. You tickled your. I love that you're just making fun of this kid. Like these kids, like worked hard on their carpentry, and it's like this is yeah, bullshit. This weak you're worse ass. Than those, you're worse than the Murdoch boys. Okay, I just want you to know that you're worse than the Murdoch boys. It's the Murdochs. Like you're the third Murdoch boy. Like, That's a piece of shit. Like, man, <laughs> fuck this weak ass on the house. Yeah. <laughs> you, s- you hurt their spirit. They're like, I'm just not going to do carpentry ever again. <laughs> well, good. Because <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, right. Well, here's the thing. Their dad is the yeah. mayor, right? So maybe that they've been like deputized as building inspectors. And they're like, fuck you. This isn't up to fire code. <laughs> so if you rewatch this, like the the mullet leader kid like he's the one that does all the pushing the other one like literally doesn't even touch it he's just like Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fucking piece of cardboard but yeah did you ever work in a haunted house jason i actually have worked in a haunted house before god i gotta get it together you got the late night giggles is that what's going on with you i mean it is almost fucking midnight <laughs> time zones am i right no, sorry yeah. fellas no Ew. it's fine jake but yeah, I've actually worked in a haunted house before. <laughs> We've broken Phil. I've never worked at a haunted house, but I punched a guy who was trying to scare me at Six Flags. Does yeah, that count? Tell us that story. That sounds much more rooting than mine. I think I, I don't even know if I was 13 yet, and I was told that they couldn't touch you, right? So he slid up, and he grabbed, like, 
you know, almost like you were doing a rapid fire like pat down because he like slapped my leg like, a couple times on each side oh, and went yeah. up and I punched That's him in the weird. face and he grabbed his face and said he was going to tell on me and walked away. And I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm just going to tell on you for touching me, asshole. <laughs> and I never saw him and nothing ever happened. And I don't know. You just oh, sexually, you sexually assaulted a 13 year old. How does that make you feel? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like, what was I supposed to do? I had a hand on my inner thigh. Like, that, my knee jerk reaction was to put this fucking gnarly <laughs> fist through his plastic I'm gonna face. Superman punch the fuck out of you right now. So, Jason, right. I'm a GSP in your mouth. So Jason, you worked in a haunted house? Yes. Yeah, so, my job at this <laughs> haunted, country house, ass haunted house. Uh, it was out in Goldsboro. <laughs> okay. That's the fucking Goldsboro, country. North Carolina. <laughs> Goldsboro, North Carolina. That bro. is a, a military town for people that might not know. <laughs> yes, and sir. I was in a, a dog kennel. <laughs> okay and my, my job was to get out of this dog kennel and start shaking the fence as hard as i could oh, no. i could legally drink when i did this also that's how old i was i was like a 14 year old yeah oh, oh god wow. i wish i had footage of that i remember at the end of the night i looked at my friends i was like why did you fucking rope me into this <laughs> were people just laughing at you yeah i remember one guy well i remember like a 50 year old guy walked by and yeah, clearly, like, I had a couple Budweiser's that oh, night. Probably. And he goes, I hope you get out, so it. <laughs> oh. I remember we went to Midsummer Scream and a guy tried to scare me in a maze. And I was like, not today, kid. <laughs> and he looked so legitimately deflated. It was awesome. Because we had the golden bat passes, so we got mm. in early. And I was like, I really hope I didn't just fuck his, like, you know, passion for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. going through haunted houses as an adult, it's like... All right, how long is this shit going? <laughs> it's like, all right. Oh, man. Anyways, back to the movie. So Ernest is jacking up the truck. And this is where we get one of my favorite parts of the movie. The character. Yeah, the first montage, character yeah. compilation. Honestly, every one of the characters is funny in their own right. Which is your favorite of the characters? Because I'll tell you mine. Neck brace lady, his mom uh, is me, the best one. It's totally the the Botswani, the, the oh, Botswani and the, lumberjack. The there's lumberjack. no there's no trees in Botswana. <laughs> I've never had a job. <laughs> By far my favorite. So good. So funny story about that uh, that character. So the writer, uh, one of Ernest's close friends and writer of the movie, John Butler, back in the like late '80s. Okay, this was a story he told at Jim Barney's memorial. Uh, which you can see on YouTube. It's kind of oh, weird. Nice. Um, but he was telling this story about the the night he laughed the hardest. And it was him and Ernest in a hotel room coming up with characters. And he started, that's where he came up with the Botswana and Lumberjack. And it just went on and on for like an hour. <laughs> and like, he just couldn't stop laughing. It just kept going on and on. So they wrote that in there as kind of a little tribute to that moment. Like that's where that character came from. Okay, nice. But it was, you know, kind of touching to see him tell that story at his funeral. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I, I love that line. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> no, ain't no trees in Botswana. Uh uh-uh. uh. He never had a job. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. So who was your favorite of the the I, I would say the lumberjack or the lady. This place is screaming for drapes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah right yeah man all those are great those yeah. are really always a highlight in any Ernest movie when he kind of does that yeah so was Kenny the kid was he just like all right I'll just stand here while you go wardrobe change and <laughs> maybe he's like Superman so he's got all of those things under his regular clothes 
Yeah. And then he just kind of like rips him off and then he goes into his, uh, his character. It's kind of like that M. Night Shyamalan movie, Split. Remember that? Oh, I do remember Split. <laughs> and then Glass. With James yeah. McAvoy? That was a pretty good movie, actually. I heard Glass was not so good, though. Yeah. yeah. Didn't look like it. The truck jack flies off and hits a windshield. Ernest! That yes. breaks before oh, it gets hit. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, it's so it's bad. Like, it, it feels like a two-second gap before... The window shatters and then it hits. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Which is like perfect for him. Like it, it's in universe funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I never thought about that, but yeah, it's it's pretty funny that it, this movie's got some spots where it's like, yeah, you're clearly not working with the budget you used to have there, did you? Right. Yeah. That's why you're a touchstone movie and not pure Disney. Oh <laughs> snap! <laughs> I think. A good fix would be him being like, no. And you just, the idea is that him yelling, like, no, the sound waves broke the window and then it got hit with the jack. So he breaks that it. That would twice. have been hilarious. But, yeah. <laughs> sorry. I came, I went back and rewrote the movie 20 plus years later. <laughs> my bad. So next scene, we get the tree selection scene. Now, when I, when oh, I was a so kid, good. I thought this shit was so fucking funny. When he looks up at the tree, the bird shit. He got on his face. It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> already taken. <laughs> I love when he says that it's impregnant instead of impenetrable. See, yeah, I missed that. I call that the first time I feel like today when he said this is impregnable. <laughs> I miss it. <laughs> See, there's so many little moments. Did you catch that when he's counting? When he says one, he's holding up two. <laughs> no, fingers. I missed that. That's pretty funny. I missed that. Little things, man. I like when he's like, uh, he's like, just remember if you get lost. The bark grows on the outside of the tree. <laughs> Instead of the moss on the north side. Yeah. This tree's got too much base in it. Oh, well, they find. So yeah, the, right. the kids walk through the woods and stumble onto a soundstage with fog. Oh. <laughs> and they, <laughs> they find the high ground. <laughs> Is this one of the best movie tree houses? What are some other good movies? No, Monster Squad okay. is the best one. Because Monster Squad is the best movie uh, of all time. Slant, Sandlot's got a pretty good movie treehouse. Okay. You know, uh, Dennis the Menace, pretty good movie treehouse. Yeah. This little thing called Return of the Jedi. Treehouse. That's a town, as an entire town of treehouses. The Infrastructure never seen is a Star Wars movie. Uh, so. True story. Uh, <laughs> uh, hereditary. Good treehouse action, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It even has a fucking heat <clears throat> lamp. That's yeah. a good one. Now, that's the, the most. <laughs> Modern. That's almost like buying. The, <laughs> that's like somebody's buying an RV for a million dollars. Like, ooh, I'm really, really out there. Uh, <laughs> to what, Jason? <laughs> what I was trying it. to think of. I cannot think of roughing it. I'm not even go back behind myself. Look, you know what? Movie Treehouse kind of a letdown compared to the house that it belonged to. Home Alone. That baller ass house. You got that weak ass treehouse. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, come on. Mm. You know Peter McAllister's pulling in the big Benjamins. Can't <laughs> dish out a few extra bucks for a treehouse. No, nah, he had to they had to scrimp on the treehouse so he could uh, buy his uncle some uh, airplane tickets. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but I digress. So they find the treehouse, they find the tree they want to use. And boy, these are a, a few 11-year-old engineers, huh? They really they hook this shit up. So, I mean, idiot savant, like he helps them do it and it's structurally sound. There's never like a gag the whole movie about the like it being a shitty treehouse. It's a, it's like incredibly fortified and everything, yeah, even though it's like two feet off the ground. But 
<laughs> yeah, it's kind of weak sauce. But they put it together in like, I don't know, 30 minutes? Yeah. In the time of a montage. So you don't right? even, the, the montage was still going on, like the music. And they were like, oh, I'm done. We got like 30 seconds. Yeah, with some song. with some sick ADR. <laughs> They're like, looking great. <laughs> Keep it up. Sweet deal. <laughs> some great Bugle Boy shorts you I got there. <laughs> right. When Henry Bauer shows up and they start pelting him with rotten pizza, which, why did you have rotten pizza? Because you've been there for 20 minutes. And then dog food. And this poor dog has to watch as all of his food gets slapped on these fat pieces of shit. No, that, he has to deliver that dog food to them for them to throw it. It's like, a, hey, give me that. I want to destroy yeah. everything you love in this world. <laughs> Seriously, he's got that dog yeah. train. Rimshot. Where is he? He's an all-timer in the dog. Uh, I'm sorry. I was confused. I'm pretty sure Jake just said Henry Bowers. Yeah, that's what he was talking about. He was calling the Murdoch kid. Oh, shit. Okay. He looks Never like mind. Henry Bauer in the end movie. <laughs> okay. I was like, are we still talking about Ernest Scared Stupid? I was like, I was like, yeah. Rimshot wasn't in it. No, what yeah. What are you the, talking about? See, the Murdoch kid, he's going to come up behind Ernest and he's going to just put his, his slish blade <laughs> to his throat. I got you. This is the Ari Aster cut. Okay. <laughs> Do you know the dog's name in no, real life? No. It's a cute one. Barkley. And he's sweet? still alive today, and he's a good boy. He is the best boy. Yes, he gets all perfectly the healthy. Totally not dead. No. But anyway, you do that. You see a movie and like a. It's like God. That dog's got to be dead. This like, came out like thirty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Precious from uh, Silence of oh, the Lambs. Yeah. That dog's name is Darla, and it's dead. Mm. There's a real good one. Dear Darla, I hate <laughs> you. All those homeward bound animals. You know they're definitely dead. Oh. They're dead. That earbud dog died. It got eaten by a fucking lynx, dude. <laughs> yeah, we got the uh, dog. Fucking <laughs> 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 enough of that, dog. Please, God, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I can't believe I added a second Jason to my <laughs> no, show. That's okay. I love it. Um, so they're firing dog food at the Murdochs <laughs> and they're throwing pizzas. Apparently, these are the same pizzas from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. According to IMDb. Secret yeah. of the U's. Mm-hmm. The TGRI guy, was he around there somewhere too? Yeah. They use the same green ooze for the snot on the troll's nose too? Ooh, <laughs> is that true? Is. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> We're just going to say it is. Dude, Ernie Reyes Jr. is short enough to play the troll too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely is. Oh, real quick. Who played the troll in this movie? I know who did his voice. Who, like, physically, who's see. in that Ooh. costume? I didn't. I couldn't find shit about Mine. that. I'm just going to say that it was probably Vern Troyer. It was Jonas Mascartolo, really? and the voice was Ernie Fosielius. Yeah, so that guy Ernie that did the voice, you know what else he voiced? He, the Anaconda in the Anaconda movie. And also the ah, ah, nah, nah, from Mars Attacks. Yeah. Hell yeah. You like <laughs> Great movie. Well, All right, it's like residuals from Mortal Tash. I'm just going in there and after going, ah. Wouldn't it be great if it, the same thing as the Simpsons, where she's like, meep. And he's like, don't you mean meep, meep? And he's like, no, they just dubbed it over, cheap <laughs> bastards. And it's the same thing with this guy who he said act one time, and they just copied it and pasted it 50,000 fucking times. You know, it was actually him about to say, actually, they just, <laughs> they just <laughs> yeah. took the snippet. They took the arm out from before it, and then you leave. So is there any info on these two Murdoch kids? I tried my hardest. I couldn't. I went there on the IMDb page, and it was like nothing. Yeah, I was like, ah, nothing. Not even. 
Yeah. One of the kids' name is Nick Victory. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. What? Nick Victory. Okay, did he sideways into a porn career after that? Because that's totally like a... <laughs> Seriously. Like a, so yeah. as Ernest is uh, hammering on the tree, he accidentally awakens Trantor. He does not accidentally... Okay, old lady Hagmar is a true villain in well, this movie. Well, okay. Well, he's... She is, but it's deliberate. Wait, no, this isn't when he unleashes the troll, right? Yeah, because he, okay. he misses the yeah, for the bully. Okay, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and then he wakes it, and then it's when he evokes it by putting his hand like on it and saying this. the thing that she teaches yeah. him. But here's the thing. People always act like, you know, he's an idiot. No, he was manipulated because she wanted Trantor to come alive so she could use the magic to revive her old friends and set them their souls to rest. Like, this is... Cool. Like, what? It's here. a great subplot for a stupid. That would have made complete sense why she told him how to raise Trantor. Right? You see, Anna, I rest she my case. <laughs> ergo, <laughs> how many times do you say ergo in your like good briefings? Dude, very rarely. Like w- the kind of law I do is so transactional in nature. Where when I do talk to a judge, I mean, so I mean, like literally, there's a judge who I've talked about fist fucking with and oh, horror nice. movies. So w- it's very informal. But when I did civil law, oh, dude, you're talking about uh, just Latin like you wouldn't <laughs> believe. Hey, next time you're in court, respondiat. Next superior. time you're in court, can you talk like an old? Southern Baptist lawyer, like you see, honor my client over here was not capable of defending himself. I will put the judicial system <laughs> on trial. Bring your own suspenders over there, yeah. <laughs> and then right. walk in with a corn cob pipe. <laughs> your honor, she asked him to cut a pot the ship roll. <laughs> and he to kill a mockingbird. Yes, it said she could kill all the blue jays. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> but oh. do, do you ever have like flashbacks of the Ernest part from Ernest Goes to Jail where he eats the pizza? Oh my god. <laughs> That's <laughs> one of my favorite scenes of the series. He's, that, just like, oh he's trying god. to clean up, he starts chewing on wads of toilet paper. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you guys saw this on so YouTube. Good. Somebody spliced together Matthew McConaughey's speech in a time to kill with the footage of Ernest. <laughs> You know, chewing on the pin. Oh, it's my God. so great. <laughs> oh, man. Actually, I always tell people that I became an attorney because of Transformers, the movie from 1987. Huh. Is that true? I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> but it's when he's being put on trial by the three-headed tribunal, and it says, silence, or I'll put you in contempt of court. And he's like, I have nothing but contempt for this court. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. fuck yeah. yeah. I've, never saw, like, I've never seen the cartoon. I just I've seen the Dare to Be Stupid clip, and that's uh, pretty much it as far as the '87 cartoon. Dude, dude, stop recording. That <laughs> you need to. There was a Canadian band called Kick Axe who changed their name to Spectre General to do the most badass soundtrack in the world. Orson Welles, Leonard Nimoy, Jesus Christ! You need to be watching <laughs> that movie right now. I'll tell you what we need to do right now. So the troll appears, uh, and we get our first. <laughs> <laughs> So when they played Sabotage in Star Trek oh Beyond, god. what did you think about that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh god, no. right. Is this classical music? Should I just do this myself? Yeah. All right, I'll be going to talk to myself. We'll so the, the troll appears. Yeah, but you have to be the spin-off podcast and Jason and I are retaining the legal rights and regulations for Yo, the spin I object to that. You're going to be like <laughs> I object to that notion. You you're going to be 
the spook back house and we're going to be the spook house and we're just going to keep talking about transformers and fist fucking is that <laughs> no, okay no it's not <laughs> i'm above the law i like that i'm dictating to you what's going to happen <laughs> on your own show i have a very brazen attitude i'm sorry best guest ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm not ingratiating myself to the few listeners of ours who Jason's don't like overlap. finally the day of reckoning has come bill <laughs> has met his match he's essentially the guest that's come over and piss all over the toilet seat and didn't leave it didn't clean it up after himself <laughs> oh no you clean it <laughs> it's just piss dude big fucking dude where's your southern hospitality <laughs> why aren't you gonna wipe up my piss we don't have indoor plumbing here. We're <laughs> we're, still, we're still mud people out. We're actually stealing electricity right now from a from a Best Buy in the parking lot. Right. Now. <laughs> All right. So the troll appears, and this is the first time we see the troll in earnest. I love how Ernest is like, I know Tai Chi Chow Main. <laughs> I saw <laughs> I saw Hulkamania three times, <laughs> once in slow mo, <laughs> once in slow motion. What What's the that fuck? mean? <laughs> I was like, are you talking about maybe like No Holds Barred or something? <laughs> I don't know. It was like, boy, I sure hope you're from Keebler. <laughs> so Ernest kicks over a trash can that has some milk in it, and that scares the troll off. So now the kids are all walking together. The kids split up, and the kid that can't act worth a shit, I don't even... Who looks like the page master? Yeah, for I didn't sake. think about that, but he's, yeah, he's the definite red shirt of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. He exists yeah, to die. Yeah, he slips in a mud puddle. No, it's a blown ditch. Yes. It's like a four-foot deep ditch. He just falls into it because he's just not yeah. a wall. And so there's moments of like, when I was a kid, there were moments in this movie that legitimately kind of fucking scare you. Like, you know, the troll can speak like, yeah, like anybody else. Yeah, he's imitating an earnest voice. Yeah. So like, I remember this part did legitimately freak me out when he first sees it. He's like, oh, thanks, Ernest. Yeah. And he looks up and it's the troll. Or when the drag me to hell sequence happens when she like rolls yeah. over in bed and he's yeah. like, <laughs> Yeah, he turns them to wood and steals their souls. Some hard shit. Yeah. It is a killing. <laughs> I guess it's the closest they can do to getting to killing somebody as uh, this yeah. kind of movie would allow. Yeah, well, Trantor puts the kid in the tree. He's like, grow my children. <laughs> do you guys like the band The Dickies at um, all? I, I know Killer Clown's theme song and that's literally it. So Tetsujin 28, when it was released in America, it was called Gigantor. And so every time I hear Trantor, I'm like, Gigantor. <laughs> hey, two people understand that reference. And well, I'm hey, very there's proud two of it. connections to this movie. I mean, and, and bingo, uh, bongo, bingo. Yeah. So Ernest goes to Miss Hackmore's house. This is when she's like, you're the great redneck hope. Okay. <laughs> can we just change good. Donald Cerrone's name from Cowboy to the great redneck hope? Sure. <laughs> well you're at it tweet to michael chiesa and say he needs to stop being maverick and start being little country because if he's gonna have the same beard and mullet as big country roy nelson he needs to own it yeah the Dude. only ufc event i've attended in my life i saw him fight and when he came out to sh yeah he did, did he win he beat um rda good choked him out he oh, came awesome. out to stranglehold by ted nugent and i was about just about lit up so i was like whoa Fuck yeah. <laughs> then you realize oh, <laughs> I'm gonna get in a helicopter and shoot yeah. some pigs. Well, hold on. <laughs> I want to shit myself so I don't have to go to Nam. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, then we could talk about his like Hawaiian love bride. Ooh. That's dark. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to sober the situation before we moved on with the movie. 
<laughs> Nothing like adopting a child to have sex with it. So, hey, anyway. hey now. <laughs> so Ernest is running through the streets and you're warning the town that the troll is coming on a megaphone. The streets of Tennessee. That's how you do. That's how Ernest does. You know, yeah. he runs into Vern and Bobby filming a commercial. You know what I mean, Vern? <laughs> and he buys some troll supplies. There was little parts in this movie I, I didn't quite get as a kid. Like when he picks up the bag of troll, it was like troll. It yeah, was like 50, 50 pounds. pounds. But when you're a kid, you don't know the difference between a pound and 50 pounds. But it's like, oh, I get it. He's ripping exactly. them off right now. Okay. <laughs> he spends $1,749.98. Plus tax. Plus tax. <laughs> and also, this is not yeah. even So those are essentially Reagan dollars, which are the yeah. most valuable currency this, America, this country's ever had. <laughs> wow. I, I legitimately want that Troll Love Songs LP framed. Remember, he like holds up the record. Oh, yeah. Like, troll, like, no one yeah. Ever troll little song ever come? <laughs> the rattlesnakes kiss carefully. It's like, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Jake, is that what you think everybody in the South talks like? Me and, Jay- me and Jason no, are just no, like, no, no, the no. rattlesnakes kiss carefully. <laughs> Do you got two hickory sticks to smack together That's in the wind? Right. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think <laughs> you guys are fine. Sticks, okay? Let's get it together. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so the troll captures skateboarding kid. He just... Which is he just tackles a fucking kid on the He's essentially like every this is when every old person's like, you know, I can get behind this movie. Attacking the skateboarders on the sidewalk. I'm not good with that. This was the early nineties. Skateboarders were like public enemy number one. And they're watching that bad bad or rad, right? (laughs) Oh, this is when Ernest sets up the troll motel trap. One of my favorite parts of the movie. Yes, like he slaps his hand and he like looks at it. Be looks. I love, oh, it's I good. love that. It's good. I love how I think it says on the dumpster. It's like troll vacancy, and it's like kid kids inside. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a doll hanging. He's got his lollipop. And just puts it on top of the trash can. <laughs> Gross, by the way. <laughs> I was looking for to put it back in his mouth. He never does. It's pre-corona. So That's right. God, That's, those are the days, man. So Ernest drops Elizabeth and Kenny off, and Elizabeth kisses Kenny on the cheek. Oh. All right, now we get the Elizabeth bedroom scene. This is a scary fucking scene. It really is. Which Jake talked about earlier. Yeah. She looks under the bed. Yeah. Also, her mom's a total Karen. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. that's fair. Like, uh, that's look fair. under my bed. I'm scared. Something's under it. It's like, no, quit being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm going to talk to your yeah, manager. Your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Your white dad. Sorry, I, this was the '90s when men ruled I mean, the house. I read it too oh, much. Yeah. Well, you know, the dad was going to like take that that belt off. And everybody like, well, she deserved it. She wanted to look under her bed. <laughs> so Ernest is setting the bear trap. This is one of my favorite parts. <laughs> Rim shots, dressed like a little boy scout, and he says he's an ugly little kid. I'm like, oh no, he's adorable. <laughs> he said, you know what, Rim shot? You're a cute yeah, little dude. dog, but you're one ugly little kid. <laughs> Yeah, as the owner of a Jack Russell, people often say that she looks like Wishbone, and I'm like, no, she looks like Rimshot, though, and they never know what uh, I'm talking about. Also, when they, when he was putting that giant bear trap, I kept thinking, like, what was the the, the guitar uh, mask from Guar? That's all I can think oh, of. Oh, yeah. I see that. <laughs> Odorous Arungus. Yeah. Oh, no, that's and the same. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Guar. I should go see a Guar show. I've seen them, like, three times over the years, somehow. They're just there. <laughs> I was just like, all right, I guess I'll see Guar. All right. Anyways, 
Ernest is in the grocery store playing charades with uh, what's his fucking name? Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> well, I tell you, Jimmy, you play charades, you play for keeps. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the troll captures the Native American kid. Yeah. He chases after Kenny. Now, when I was a kid, this part fucking scared me. The way the troll like just busts through that fucking gate. And he's using Elizabeth's voice. The time yeah. That's creepy. Oh, yeah. That's some nightmare fuel. At what point will you, are you, will you be showing this movie to your daughter? You know, it's an interesting thing because she's not afraid of fucking <laughs> really? anything. Like, I showed her Willow, which is one of my all-time favorite movies, and I was really expecting when the trolls... Yeah, the literally, the flesh flays from its body as it falls to become yeah. the dragon, right? She's fine. The- and she, was, she loves it. She, and anytime she sees a skull, she gets really excited and she growls, Nice. So I I really think I could probably show this to her tomorrow if my wife had the patience to sit through it. (laughs) When are you gonna like show her the gory stuff? You're like, all right, I think you're ready. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I like because I'm I'm really big into special effects. So I think if I showed her like a show like Face Off and then I showed her gory stuff, I'd be really inclined to do that because I really like that was one of my favorite parts about horror, specifically as a genre, even more so than like action. Is like the magic yeah. trick of it all, of like how did you how did you pull mm. that off? Like I made that, you know, like how Tom Savini, <laughs> sit down, explain <laughs> this to me, you know. So that's one of the things I, I really the, the artistry and like the engineering of it. So I think she'd dig that yeah. too. Hopefully, she's only two, so I have no idea. She might end up being even more obscene than I am. I'm She's excited to find Slinky out. Dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Face off, great show by the way. Oh man, I miss it every day. I talk to my wife about it every week. I'm like, can I bring that back? Because Game Face fucking sucked. And every, like, the only reality to like competition show we watch anymore is Forged in Fire. And it's like, I would, I'd give up every single episode of Forged in Fire to watch one more season of Face Off. Face Off the movie? Not so much. (laughs) Face. I'm going. Oh, man. all right. So Ernest has uh, what he thinks is the troll captured in his uh, his garbage truck. I love when I love when Ernest gets cocky. He does that little walk. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, you picked the wrong guy to tango with. Squid lips. <laughs> <I love that. laughs> oh, shit. And then Henry Bowers with tits is like, well, yeah. It turns out to be the Murdochs. Ernest How did was they like getting that trap to start with. What are they thinking? What, what was their end game? Yeah. I think the joke is that they're trying to fuck up Kenny and Ernest's stuff. And so they went to destroy the troll motel and they got caught. Okay. Yeah. Let, yeah. Okay. I'll believe that. I'll believe that. <laughs> so Ernest drives out to the tree. This one, he's like, oh, those Brussels sprouts. I hate Brussels sprouts. Yeah. <laughs> you know Brussels sprouts are good. I'm a fan of Brussels sprouts. You know, Brussels sprouts are all just ca- uh, mustard greens. There's like seven different vegetables that went from that. This oh. is the vegan segment of the okay. show where I get on a soapbox and talk to you about the greens you're not hey, eating. I, hey, I, I welcome this segment, Jake. <laughs> I see your Brussels sprouts and I'll raise you. Uh, Collard green. <laughs> arugula. Hey, I was actually going to say arugula. Arugula is my jam. It's one of my favorite little moments of this movie. When Ernest gets back in the truck, the troll runs. <laughs> he just runs at the truck and Ernest hits him with the door. He's like, oh, I love it. Oh. The best one is when when the truck is going in reverse and it hits the clearly empty yes. troll costume. I find that funny I love the every sound time. it makes. It's like, 
it's like a truck hitting an empty plastic dome. It's like boom. It's great. So now oh, we get the. It. It's like watching Operation Condor with all of the dummy <laughs> effects. And now we get the truck fight scene, epic truck battle. The oh, it's up there with Matrix Revolution. <laughs> yeah, you know, with all those Cadillacs. Kids won't have to worry about eating them Brussels sprouts because the Brussels sprouts will be eating them. Troll drops out on the windshield. I'm like, this is like breath. Knock out the windshield. Yeah. He's got that Corona breath. Oh, wait. No, well, he's got the big sword and he's stabbing through the, the roof of the truck. It's like, where did the sword come from? Why isn't he just like chopping off the heads of kids? He does. Because if he chops the heads off the kids, he can't get their souls for their wooden statues. Oh, yeah. Okay. They have to be alive. Oh, that's a good point. Face. <laughs> I like that the dog is driving. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Adorable. How does he do the pedals? I don't understand. Oh, and this is when he's like, somehow, uh, yeah, Ernest throws the rope at him and the troll falls out of the truck. <laughs> the, the troll starts like pulling the rope, you know. Like it's a strongman competition. <laughs> yeah. Put in reverse rim shot. Then he runs him over. Not before saying what? Famous line, Jason. How about a bumper sandwich, booger lips? <laughs> That's what I say before my wife oh, eats my asshole. Snap. Just kidding. Never happened. Please edit this out. <laughs> say, I hope she's not a fan of the Spook House podcast. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. My girlfriend, she's given up listening to. Whenever yeah. I put out a new episode, I'm like, so did you hear it yet? She was like, I've been so busy. (laughs) (laughs) She used to listen to like, you're like, no, you're not. We live together. I've seen you're doing nothing. Well, to be fair, she doesn't drive to work anymore because she can't. So it's like, that's where she does her podcast listening. But I think for a while there, she was just like, I didn't hear it. She'll be like, I I haven't seen that movie. I like your stuff on Instagram though. (laughs) Yeah. She's a trooper. He goes to Earth's house. And he starts. Yeah, learning this is everything. when he finds out that we can destroy the troll with. It says M I blank K. He's like, you know, this Miak. is the Miak, <laughs> Bulgarian Miak. That's right. Which I googled, and Miak is actually a chemical compound, methyl isoamyl ketone, which is a high solvent, and it has a slow evaporation rate, low density, low surface tension, and a high boiling point. So. We could use that science kind of like they did in the Blade series with garlic to retcon how a troll is susceptible. All Boom. right. Oh, you, you know what? We'll, I'm, we'll get up in touch with John Cherry and then he'll <laughs> retroactively put this. Yeah, he'll, right. he'll be like George Lucas going back and fixing his Ernest movie. Jason, all. write this down. <laughs> exactly right. The special edition <laughs> that nobody wanted and nobody <laughs> likes. You're ruining my Ernest. McClunky, am I oh, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's my new favorite edit of Star Wars at all. <laughs> McClunky. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Great. I say while well, I'm wearing a Star Trek shirt. <laughs> so the troll shows up at the costume contest. <laughs> <laughs> I've given up. I'm just powered through this. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So this is the costume contest part. And the Murdoch kid, he fucks with the wrong one. He's like, I know a dork when I see one. <laughs> oh, you're going to learn today. Punches, punches the troll. Yeah. <laughs> Troll's like, you want these hands, bitch? <laughs> and this is when Ernest shows up. <laughs> He's like, how about a little bit of meak? Bet you didn't think I could find any this time of year, huh? 
Oh man! It's yeah, great. and then uh, oh, he uh, he blows his coronavirus his coronavirus breath, and uh, <laughs> oh, yes. fails his dexterity saving throw, and then he flies. <laughs> you get that right? Phil? Is that a Star Wars thing? It's a Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, and then he flies Fucking across nerds. the room. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you both. <laughs> oh, it's the Dungeon Dragon Wizard. Okay. <laughs> We're talking about a movie with trolls for fuck's sake. What do you think we're talking about? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> Ernest flies into the ice cream stand thingy and he gets covered in ice cream and scares the troll away. Just like Super Dude from all that. Am I right? Oh, oh yeah. I forgot I about Super Dude. Vaguely remember that. So did I until right <laughs> now. I think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> And this is when we see that rim shot has been turned into a block of wood. This is the worst uh, statue of all the statues. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so basically, they get back to the goddamn treehouse, and all of the trolls start running amok. And you got pandemonium, you got the parents who follow to try and get their kids back, which is kind of heroic. Uh, fucking hilarious that the idiot who's dressed up like a judge still has his paper wig on, which, goddamn it, I just, that's funny on multiple <laughs> levels. And. Did you notice the big thing I have to mention? My dick. The second big thing <laughs> oh, I have snap. to mention. When Vern's running around with mm -hmm. the camera, what he's actually using is a 1940s Gravflex camera. And I didn't see this trivia anywhere. I wanted to bring oh, it to right. your attention. The three-cell flash gun that's attached to that camera is Luke Skywalker's lightsaber from the first Seriously? Star Wars movie. I hate so, you. Both. I am a Star Trek guy, but it is a very interesting thing because basically they just took it and used it. Yeah, it's a once you've seen it, you're like, I can't unsee that. So this was years ago. I found that trivia. And I was like, holy shit, that's exactly what I'm seeing right now. So he should have just broke off the flash cell, powered up that lightsaber, and sliced and diced. That would have made trolls. perfect sense. And I never. And I want to go back and watch that tomorrow. Just real quick before you know, right before they, you know, all the trolls rise up and wreak havoc. When you were a kid, were you like me and you were like, God damn, I want to ride my bike through a grocery store. Looks so cool. Oh, you were like, like getting all the milk and stuff? Yeah. Uh, it's all like, the super suckers? Yeah. <laughs> what convenience store has milk and super suckers at the same time? I thought it was like a grocery store or something. Maybe it was a grocery store. Yeah, because they had the hot dogs. And, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But when I was a kid, I was like, fuck, they're cool. Like Supermarket Sleep? You remember that TV show? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> So yeah, the Brussels sprouts fall, the clowns show up. I'm like, hey, you know, your cash and all is just throw them in the bed of your truck. <laughs> Think of a number between one and ten. Was it two? <laughs> he pokes them in the eyes. I don't know how you simpleton cucks aren't mentioning the fact that Ernest created the Billy Big Mouth bass. Oh, yeah. You know when he's bartering with a troll and he's like, here, take it. That's a Billy Big Mouth, my friend. That thing's got some cash money value. Yeah, seriously. Well, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I Not mean, really, the, no. the Big Mouth Bass thing. I remember uh, that must have been like late '90s or Everybody's something. Everybody's uncle had that around here. Every oh, that was a big hit in the South, Jake. Uh, did you have those, Matt? Oh, I <laughs> yeah, don't doubt that. Hey, this is funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> well, you look that there. <laughs> yeah, they're like Jeff Dunham fans. Hey, that puppet talks. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love the clown that eats the bullets and they're like, yeah, with the back of the head. That's yeah, the KK awesome. boss mask. Yeah. Okay. I called him a clown and I was like, oh, that's right. You're killer clowns. 
Also, the point blank range was pretty inaccurate with that with that method of shooting. At what if one just like caught him right between the? Eyes? Well, he doesn't really have a barrel considering it's his limbs. Yeah. so I give him a little <laughs> bit of a pass. Yes, that is true. One of my favorite troll deaths is when Ernest spits the milk in his face <laughs> in the troll's <laughs> face. I just love that for some reason. <laughs> Also, like it's pretty gross when you see like they're melted and there's bones everywhere. Yeah, there's like, like some good like, body horror. Good. Yeah, the bloody stumps on yeah, the floor. Like, for oh, sure. It's rated PG. You know, yeah. not like since you heard B, would you say a uh, nice fucking model in a PG movie? <laughs> nice fucking model. <laughs> all right. So all the trolls are defeated, all but one. The big troll Trentor. He pulls a Super Freddy, and he, you know, Jai Trentor. Yeah. And by God, it's an inferno match. <laughs> the flames of hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good reference. Where's Austin? Where's Austin? <laughs> so, it was me, Austin. It was me the God. whole time. We need him now more than ever. <laughs> <laughs> Someone stop the damn match. Yeah, he gets so strong. He's, I've grown too strong for milk. <laughs> It was like not even milk can stop me now. Like that whole sentence is hilarious. <laughs> what he says there, what he's actually saying is, "This isn't even my final form." <laughs> he looks like a like if the predator and like the head from the thing that's kind of crawling away, kind of melded together. That's kind of what it. Yeah, that's kind of what it reminded sure. me of. The floppy tentacles yeah, out yeah. of the sides. <laughs> and now we have the troll dance scene. You know. Ernest is standing there with a carton of milk, but he's like, I'm going to put down my gun. And he's like, come here, little fella. <laughs> and they dance a little dance, and Ernest kisses him on the lips. No, I think it was on the his, his little mustache area. Oh, really? Because that's where he gets all the booger stuff from. Okay. Yeah. Well, all the... So the troll... What's he... Does he disintegrate? What's, what's he do? I don't know. He dies. Right? Oh, no. Yeah. If he dies, he, he like dies. Evaporates into himself, and when the ghost farts a little bit, when he goes away, does he actually fart? It was like a little ghost ghost, like boop. oh, okay. When it sucks into itself. Well, all the kids come back, including Miss Hackmore's siblings. That's the movie I want to see, <laughs> like them adapting to life in 1991. Yeah, right? I'm also kind of confused because those statues were still there, but they still needed five more to complete. Couldn't he have just used those and they could have carried over? So yeah, that is the movie, gentlemen. Roll fucking credits. Well, Eartha Kit breaks the fourth wall at the last second. Looks at the camera. Eh, it's yeah. Eartha Kit. Yeah. We'll let her She's great it. in this, by the way. Oh, I just yeah. want to say that real quick. Like, she is... She chews the scenery, but that's actually I have a note about that expression on her face because it's when Ernest is kissing Rimshot and he slides out of frame and she looks at the camera and what her eyes are saying, if you've seen Clerks 2, is interspecies erotica, fucko. <laughs> it's beautiful. He's tongue fucking that dog's booty hole. So that is the movie <laughs> roll credits. Classic American cinema. Yeah, it is an American classic. Criterion collection. I probably watch it like once every two or three years, actually, yeah. around Halloween. Yeah. It's always a, a fun time. So, I mean, this movie felt kind of like a made for TV movie in spots, though. As I kind of watched it. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm, I'm not going to say like it's a perfectly crafted masterpiece. No. There's plenty of parts that feel rough, but it's just got a charm to it. It's just good, stupid fun. Yeah. You know, 
Like Jim Barney's great. Uh, Yzma goes toe to toe with not Yzma. Eartha Kitt goes toe to toe with him when they're every scene together. Yeah, the humor stands up really good. It's still really funny. I think you know. I yeah. know Ernest probably not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but I really think it's really funny still. And I think that you definitely laugh with, not at. You know, there's a lot of dated comedies, especially from the '90s. Where you're like, oh, I can't believe people thought this was funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's like, no, that I still laughed where I was prompted to laugh, and the effects are good. You know, like we talked about, you got two of the killer clowns from outer space that were just repainted and one, it's a new nose. Yeah, That's just, it's a fun movie. If you're being negative about it, I would hate to see what your opinions are of movies like, (laughs) you know, humanoids from the deep or something. Because if you're expecting great cinema from horror schlock, I mean. And honestly, this should have been the play for Ernest, like going forward instead of those Ernest goes to Africa, Ernest in the army. It should have been, Ernest should have been like holiday stuff. It should have been like Ernest mystery Valentine or. Uh, the great Arbor well, Day heist, you know, like something that's kind of what it should have. Been. I feel like it would have been had more more mileage out of the Ernest character than that was oddly specific. Jason, did you write that? Oh screenplay? yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's all about yes, the Arbor Day uh, heist. Somebody is trolling the uh, the big oak tree out of uh, Briarville, and they got to uh. figure out how to get it back. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, I feel like it would have been better if they just kind of went that route, or because uh, other the other really good one, Ernest Saves Christmas. Mm-hmm. I think it would have got more mileage out of the, the character if it had been kind of holiday themed. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, well, this was the last one of like the big four Ernest films that we all think of. It's really all downhill after this. Yeah. Yes, I, I guess he was just doing it as a way to work with his friends and to make a little bit of money because I mean, they all went independent after this. Mm-hmm. So Ernest rides again, went to theaters. That's right. Only yeah. made $2 million. I don't even think he made that much actually. Yeah. And then everything else went straight to video. And Jim bad. Barney did the Beverly Hillbillies. He was great in that. Uh, three ninjas, yep. uh, hide noon at mega mountain. I got to watch that now with, uh, Hulk yeah. Hogan. I tried to, yeah. I tried to it's watch bad. it. The other day. Goldie Hawn. Is the, Lonnie is Anderson, the isn't it? Yeah. There we go. Well, like I was saying earlier, I feel like Jim Barney would have eventually like had a resurgence. Like I could totally see him as I think he could do a horror character really well, like drama or just somebody's grandpa. Like I would have loved to have seen what he could have done, you know? Yeah. Cause I'm pretty damn sure he still wouldn't be making earnest movies at this point. Or he would, and they'd get meta to this point, and then he'd be doing interdimensional <laughs> travel. So yeah, I'd be about it, very too. Very true. So I was listening to an interview with John Cherry. It was about a year or two ago that he was doing this. He said he was trying to work on Son of Ernest. I heard that. Yes. Ooh. Well, he does have a son canonically. It's Ernie Jr. So Who would it ugh. be? Like, who would... Ryan Gosling, you <laughs> dumb cuck. <laughs> you know what? I would totally watch. I would pay money for Ryan Gosling as Ernest. <laughs> you know what I mean, Burn? The pitch is him going into John Cherry's office and be like, it's Ernest, but with these abs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Look, you son of a bitch, I'm in. Where do I sign? After, after I get done filming a Wolfman, I'll do the, uh, the Ernest <laughs> son, son of Ernest. Just combine them and it's Ernest becomes a werewolf. Yeah, uh, here's, perfect. Here's a valid question. Why was there not like Ernest toys, Ernest video game? It was the 80s and 90s. Like everything had their own video game and merchandise and stuff. There was like nothing for Ernest. Yeah, I feel like there really isn't like action figures. I feel like there was a good, there would have been a good market for that. I would have had like an Ernest toy if I had seen one when I was a kid. I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm buying this. Yeah, there were actually were toys. There's a talking doll 
uh, but nowhere near the kind of wide release that exactly. you expect. Yeah, that was Ernest Scared Stupid. And it is officially, well, we're just wrapping recording. It's our one-year anniversary, Jason. It is. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. What's your fondest memories of the past year? Fondest memories of the past year? Being done with the Halloween series. <laughs> I think that was my, like, oh, yes, I've got this monkey off my back now. <laughs> oh, whatever. I loved it. <laughs> can we do it again? No. Damn it. Jake. Dude, yeah, I dare no, you. I'll do it. You can be the co-host for that hey, two months. Jake, if you guys ever want, uh, if you guys cover any of the Halloween movies, I'm your Huckleberry, okay? <laughs> Just <laughs> ring me up. There dog. you go. What What have been some of your favorite episodes of ours? Uh, Halloween H2O was pretty fun to record. For that the, was. That movie dated like yeah. a motherfucker. Yeah. Jason learning not to say um and uh so much. Yeah, that's a good a, memory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rather than the thing, I really enjoyed doing the thing. The thing, okay. Yeah, chance. that was an old episode. Yeah. What was about a, you? What was the one? I don't know. I, I think one of my favorites was maybe H two O was good. Um, a lot, most of the Halloweens I really enjoyed. Oh, I the the retrospective episode was a lot of fun, even though our audio is fucked up. <laughs> like I was way too high and you were way too low on that one. But looking forward to another year. Can oh, you yeah. imagine? <laughs> Jason's like another one. Oh yeah. No, I thought this was because. Jake's leaving Slasher spot and he's just taking my spot and I'm just going to go off at the sunset like an old cowboy. No, you two dorks are going to talk about like <laughs> Shane was shot in the belly on his horse. No, you guys can start your own podcast. Talk about uh, yeah, dragons. Well, I got a, I got a Dungeons and Dragon game Monday night. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Running a paladin. It's a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. Sounds cool. We got a meeting with some dragons and shit. It's going to be a blast. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But they're the chromatic dragons, so they're good ones. Okay, you can stop now. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) All right, well, I think we're going to wrap it up here at the Spook House. Jake, thank you so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I had a hell of a time. We will. Oh, I guess I'll peddle my shit. I'm from Slashers Podcast. You can find (laughs) Slashers if you Google literally the two words Slashers and Podcast. So if you can't, if you're not capable of doing that, Maybe you shouldn't be listening to like, our show because it's a little adult. If you can uh, download this podcast, you can should be able to find Slashers podcast. Yeah, check out Slashers. They're great podcasts. They're good dudes. And yeah, what more can I say? If you like our show, you'll definitely like their show. Yeah. About ready to get on out of here, Jason? Yeah, it's about, about that time. Oh, it's about that it's time. about that time, Burn. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Jake, thank you so much for being here. So me and Jason will catch y'all back here next time. So until then, I'm Phil. I'm Jason. And, and Jason's pointing point at Jake. Jake. <laughs> oh, I can't see where you're. I thought that that was just your pale ass arm. And I was like, okay. Jason, you cool, ruined man. our you, outro. I ruined the outro. I'm Phil. I'm Jason. And that. And I'm Jake. <laughs> we'll see y'all next time. <laughs> Bye.